Blog Talk Radio. Brother Prater, 
B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, P.S. Paul, R-A-T-S and Tom, E-R. I thank you all for coming in, and I really hope and pray that you all had a great day. We're going to go ahead and chime in. You know, um, you know, one thing I found out, whenever you get ready to do something, the devil going to always try to fight you with this and this and that to try to bring some distractions to me, try to uh, discourage you or to stop you. So let that be a little sidebar. Whenever you're going through a situation where God has given you an assignment, expect for the devil to try to discourage you or try to distract you. It's our responsibility to make sure that we stay prayed up but also stay vigilant, stay watchful. You know, I was um as I was preparing, um, a mic didn't work and all that stuff. And so right then and there, I was like, God, I want to start on time. And God just showed me, hey, pick up your phone and use the phone. So just in case you all are able to hear me, reconnect my heart audio version, you all are able to hear me, great. Um, I am kind of speaking a little bit louder because I want to make sure that I'm heard for my voice to be carried. Also, like I said, thank you all for coming in and really just um, hope and praying that you all had a great day. Question, are you in a relationship but you still feel like you're by yourself? Sometimes the one who loves the deepest get into a relationship with folks who love them the least or who love the least. This is the time to evaluate the relationship that the person, yourself, and also, like I said, um, evaluating the relationship, that particular person, and also yourself, and admit that enough is enough. So many times we settle. So many times that, you know, uh, there may be people who may be in a relationship that may be great. But then there are others who may be struggling in a particular relationship, and this is for you. So understand that you can't change someone or make someone that they're not. Know that God desires more for you than what you're selling for. If you trust God with everything that includes matters of your heart, know that he will heal you and send someone who will love and treat you right. So on today's show, we want to talk about ways to determine if you are in a healthy relationship or a toxic relationship, also strength to move on from toxic relationships, and also God's desire for you. We're going to talk about that and much more in the episode called Deal Breakers. Deal Breakers. When love isn't love. You know, as I begin to... uh. Uh, think about the course of this week because, first of all, for those that didn't know, I did deal with COVID, and thank God I'm negative now. But in the midst of that, I was uh, speaking to many people, and it seemed like there was a common thing pertaining to relationships. And this is the thing. These are not just people who are not saved or uh, people who are not in church. These are people within the church. These are people within the body of Christ. These are people who, you know, go to church and all that stuff. So, uh-oh, it said the can't hear them. Um, so we have to understand, matter of fact, while I'm talking, I'm going to see if I can um, see if I can find out. Hmm, I lost connection. That dirty devil. 
Okay, okay, okay. Can't hear, can't hear. Let me see something. Give me one second. Let me see if I can uh let me see if I can find out what the problem is. Okay, okay. Let me see. Let me see. Okay, one, two, one, two, one, two. Okay, okay. Um, hopefully y'all are able to hear me now. This for those who were on uh okay, this for those who are on um my website. I'm gonna go back over what I said. For us to be able to understand that there are relationships that we involve ourselves into that may not be healthy for us. First thing we have to do, we have to be real with ourselves. Now, let's get out of the mindset. Some people, well, you know, God sent me that person, but all of a sudden when we say God send them that person, then that's saying, you know, on down the line, what? They're getting divorced or they're in an abusive relationship. But didn't you say that God sent you that person? So we have to understand there are things that we put on God or we put on the devil. It wasn't neither one of them that sent them. Sometimes we choose the wrong people. That's one of the things we have to admit. Sometimes we try to spiritualize everything, and God said, hey, look here, I didn't tell you to be with them. I gave you a choice. So like I said, we're not going to generalize everything. We want to look at everything specifically, specifically. Understand and evaluate your particular relationship. Now, the most important thing I want to talk about is dating. Talk about dating. Understand, God is concerned about everything pertaining to your heart, including matters of your heart, and that includes relationship. So want to speak about that. So the first thing we want to do in going into talking about deal breaker, the first thing what we ought to do, okay, yeah, the first thing we want to do is what is your, ask yourself, what is your definition of abuse or toxic relationships. What is your definition of a toxic relationship? Understand that there are people who may be in a relationship that may not be healthy. And so the one thing that we have to look at is asking ourselves, what is the def- what is your definition? Not is what is the definition. Let's first ask ourselves what is your definition of a toxic or an abusive relationship? Now, the reason why I want us to be able to first look at what our definition is, and when we look at our definition, one thing that we want us to we want to do is write it down. I want us to remember whatever I'm mentioning, write it down. So first, ask yourself, what is your definition of a toxic relationship or an abusive relationship, and then write it down. Writing it down, write down your definition, how you perceive what your idea of a relationship, a health, uh, a toxic relationship, an unhealthy relationship, or an abusive relationship. Write down your definition. Now, you have written down your definition. 
you have written down what your understanding of a dysfunctional, unhealthy, toxic, abusive relationship. Write down your definition. And then also ask yourself, where did you come up with that particular definition of abusive, toxic, or unhealthy relationship? Write down the source. That is very important. Then you wrote down what your definition of it is, and then write down where you got the source from. When you look at in school, when we did book reports, they always told us to do our research. And after we did our research, they always told us to put down what source we got the information from. So pertaining to your definition of a toxic or an abusive relationship, write down the source that you got it from. Okay, the first step is what is your definition of an abusive or a toxic relationship? The second step is to identify what an abusive relationship really is or a toxic relationship really is. The true definition of it. Now, this is you using a source outside of your mindset or your understanding of what a definition of a toxic, abusive relationship is. Now, the reason why I said for you to put yours down first, put your downs first for you to get, for you to try to understand in your mindset, let's write it down too, what is your understanding of an abusive, a toxic relationship is. Now, the second step is getting the true source. There are many sources that are out there that will provide for you the definition of a true, toxic, abusive relationship. Now, one source would be called, it's, uh, it's called the Domestic Violence Hotline. And that particular website is thehotline.org. They would tell you different steps. They would tell you different things, different behaviors that is actually an abusive, uh, a toxic relationship. Now, the reason, like I said, the reason why I said for you to write down yours because a lot of times there are some people that categorize things and they're, they're not accurate. For example, there are some people that may say, well, uh, I'm, I'm with a controlling man. And the only reason why they'll say that he's, he's being controlling is because he may not agree with what you agree with. All the other times when he agrees with what you say, then he's fine. But as soon as, let's just say, he agrees with 99 things that you may want, that you may say, then all of a sudden if he disagrees with that one out of that 99, oh, he's controlling, or he's arrogant, or uh, he's self No, You have to understand what is the true definition. As a matter of fact, there have been many people, and this is for not just the males, but also even to the females. And I want y'all to look at right now, we're not looking at a particular gender because it goes on both ways, but unfortunately right now I really want to especially talk to the young lady. But a lot of times, like, um, and I, those that don't know me or those who may be uh, listening to me for the first time, I am 
some of who work in law enforcement. I've been in law enforcement for 28 years. I've seen many times where all of a sudden there is a guy that's being thrown in jail because the young lady says, you know, hey, but he he uh he had a fight with me and come find out it was a verbal disagreement. Sometimes some people they they verbalize things a certain way manipulatively to get people in trouble, and that's female or male. And so what we have to, like I said, understand what is the true definition of um, toxic, abusive relationship. Find out what that is. Uh, understand, first of all, physical. Anytime somebody's going to try to hit on you, anytime somebody try to hit on a grown person, first of all, that's automatically abuse. Now, understanding there are some people that love a a violent relationship. There are people that love a physical relationship. And I'm telling you from personal experience, and this is back a long years ago, I had someone to tell me, and this is young, a young lady, she told me years ago she does not want to be in a relationship with me because if I don't hit her, I don't love her. There are some females that have that mindset of a man have to physically dominate a female. That is crazy. But understand, that is not love. Unhealthy. And I could just imagine if it were just me, if that were back in the day, there are some, even those I have counseled recently, they feel like, well, you know, they're just a man being a man, or, you know, that just means that he loved me or he protected over me. No, no, no. That's a little boy that has not been properly raised. But also I'm saying, talking ladies, you're not supposed to deal with that. You're not supposed to accept that. If it looks like he want to hit you, leave him alone immediately. And also, just in case, there may be some physical activity. Even if it's one time, if you call the police, you need to press charges. Quit wasting the police time before it's called the police, and then all of a sudden, when it's time to show up for court, you want to drop the charges. Well, you think about it. What if you drop the charge on him and deal with end up dropping the charge until one day he ends up killing that young lady? So to understand, if you call for, if you have to get the police involved, that is not a healthy relationship for you. Or there are some. I'm going to have to flip the script. There are some people who love to aggravate and agitate people. They like to press and push people boundaries. And that's for not just men, but that's for females too. That would do. That would love to do that. That is unhealthy. And you know what? If a healthy person gets involved with an unhealthy person, that becomes an unhealthy relationship. A toxic person with a relationship. It just like no matter what number that you multiply times zero, it's still gonna end up zero. And it is not your responsibility to raise or re-raise grown folks. So we have to understand that that is not healthy. So understand, is that love? No, that's not love. One of the things we have to understand, true love does not hurt. Also, you can't raise a grown person when their parents either have already done it or have not done it. We cannot allow, uh, try to pick out projects as partners. Understand, 
love is for how to say with sex, mature adults only. Relationships are for mature adults only. So it's very important for you to understand the true definition of uh, unhealthy, toxic, or an abusive relationship. And it's not just the physical abuse that we have to monitor and look at, but it's the emotional abuse. When people deliberately always calling you out of your name, you just saw, you just blah, 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 blah. You know, there are people that are like that. Get into your mind, not just the uh, mental abuse, but even the spiritual abuse. Some will try to impart their ideology and try to tell you, well, you know, if you don't do that, you're going to hell. The Bible says you need to obey your husband or, or boyfriend or whatever. You know, but understand that when a person is trying to abuse or try to throw uh, uh, the Bible or try to throw different things on you, like I said, this is pertaining to a courtship or a relationship. There were people that would try to try to be aware of that and move away from it. That is unhealthy. Also, not just the physical, not just the mental or even spiritual abuse, but also the financial abuse. And like I said, we're not just talking about pertaining to marriage, but even pertaining to dating. There were people that would try to make you use all your funds. There were people who would try to even give you something, give you some money, and try to put you on a chain, try to put you on some restraint. Look, you work, and I've seen it. Matter of fact, there are some guys. There are some guys who ain't even working. And like I said, they ain't married. These are not married people. These are people who are dating. The woman is working three, two or three jobs, but she letting her man who's staying with her for free drop her off on her job. He riding around town in her car, burning her gas, eating her food at the house. And then all of a sudden, he's controlling the funds also. These are unhealthy behaviors, and is not is not productive towards you physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. And so, those two things, like I said, find out what your definition of toxic or abusive relationship, and then also find out what the true definition is, and make those together. Because a lot of times people may be in denial and thinking, well, you know, that's not a beautiful word in actuality. It is. Or some people may uh, uh, point to saying to saying that oh wait you know he he's like that, he's like that and come to find that that's not a uh, toxic relationship it may not be a toxic relationship that that person is giving you what if you are the toxic person that's giving an untoxic person a bad relationship so like I said it's very important to evaluate that person the relationship as well as yourself. And be real with yourself. Be true to yourself and acknowledge, you know what? If you are in an unhealthy relationship, get out immediately. Don't wait for that person to change. Don't wait for, well, you know, let me see how it's going to pan out. No, get out. And just being honest with you because I've had people who may try to, you know, tell me, well, I need you to pray for that person. You know, and like I said, this is within courtship. I want you to pray for that person. Um, you know, we 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 have a problem. Uh, uh-uh, I'm not praying for. I'm not praying for that person. I'm praying for you. That prayer is not for them. That prayer is for you. You know who you're dealing with. 
So understand, when you try to pray for someone, that prayer is not for them to get better. That prayer is for you to be aware of that's not a healthy relationship and for you to have the strength to get out. That's what that prayer really is. You cannot wait for somebody to change. You need to be around mature people, healthy people. Understand that is the only way for you to be able to keep your peace that God gave you and for you not to throw your values out to people who are not appreciative towards you. So with those things being said, one of the things we have to think about, when I mentioned about your definition of a toxic relationship and also what the true definition is, the key thing we have to do is write it down. Write it down. What is the purpose of writing it down? Writing it down will declutter a lot of mess or a lot of misinformation that you may have or you may perceive pertaining to what love is and what love ain't. Also, think about this. When you write it down, it is documented. You're writing down things that are factual. Also, when you write it down, and each time you see it, it's holding you accountable to the standard that you deserve. So in other words, when you begin to see exactly what love really is, how you're supposed to be treated, not only are you seeing it to have yourself as being accountable on what you wrote based on what is factual and documented, you holding yourself accountable to make sure that you don't receive anything less or you writing it down for you to be able to visually see it so you won't give off to anybody anything less. So you documenting those things hold you accountable and responsible for a healthy relationship and also to identify healthy people to be in a relationship with. Also understand, understand you have to write it down. As long as you don't write it down, what happens and you keep it in your head, what happens is that stays an opinion in your head, and then your emotions begin to dispute the opinions that's in your head. So in other words, when you don't write it down, you begin to start rationalizing with what's in your head. So that's why it's so important for you to write it down. Write it down. The Bible always tells us, you know, write the vision and make it plain. And also for you to be able to write stuff down, when you write it down, it's almost like an oath or a plea that you're doing yourself. You deserve it. And also not only you deserve it, but like I said, the person that you may be pursuing or the person that God may send your way for you to be able to be healthy and healed to be in a healthy relationship. So with those things being said, these are some of the things what you, what you need to do to write, write some stuff down. Okay. Ask yourself this. When you're choosing, uh, let's just say you have somebody on your radar or you may be in a relationship with someone and you're questioning it. Like I said, there are people who may be in a great relationship that's fine and dandy. For those who are feeling questionable pertaining to the relationship that they're in, ask yourself this. Did you do your homework or your research on that individual? 
that you probably do your due diligence in studying and examining that person that you are in a relationship with or you may potentially be in a relationship with. And when I say do your homework, it's not just asking them questions and then accepting everything is truth. What you do is you ask these people these questions, write it down, and then you do some research to make sure that it's factual. Now, one of the things I always recommend is making sure you know that person's real name, legal name, biological name, birth name, or whatever. Whatever their name is, find out if it's a real name. Not just no street name. Oh, uh, his, his name is uh, 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 Mr. Mr. C. What? Okay, so in other words, when he was born, his mama named him Mr. C. Is Mr. C on his birth certificate? Is Mr. C his legal name, his governmental name? Well, no, uh-uh. I'm going to tell you like this, and I don't mind meeting people or whatever like that, but I don't want to hear your street name. I want to know your biological name. In other words, if you give me your name or if you introduce me to your mate or your potential love interest and you tell me that this person's name is so-and-so, so-and-so, I want to be able to get their name and look it up to make sure that that's their legal name. I don't want to hear no nickname. Now, it's one thing for you to introduce somebody and they say, okay, this my real name is blah, 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 or you can call me so-and-so, so-and-so. Okay, that's fine. At least they gave me the opportunity to know their legal name. But all, like I said, these people these days, matter of fact, and I've shared this story on here one, uh, several times, but I was in jail, I was working in the jail one day, and as I'm leaving out, there was a pregnant lady getting ready to have a fight with one of the officers because that lady was coming up there to visit her child's father, the one that got her pregnant. Well, unfortunately, she did not know his real name. She didn't know his street name, said his name was Black or something like that. What? Okay, ma'am, what is his, uh, what is his mama name? I, I, I don't know. You should, y'all should know. Y'all the police. Okay, what's his address? I don't know. He stayed with me. Well, well look here. You ain't giving, first of all, you don't know nothing, but yet and still, he impregnated you? They don't say anything about him. They said something about you. You need to know who you're dealing with. And I'm, I'm going to say it like this. This is a Christian show and everything, but I want to keep it real. We got to stop. Females, stop opening up your legs to dudes, especially dudes that you ain't married to and dudes you don't know. It's more to you than you what's between your legs. And to be honest with you, if that's all that he wants, he don't want you. He's trying to get what's between your legs, not what's, what he's trying to put on your finger. So understand, you have to know these people that you're dealing with. Stand that the, the men, the men that respect you, the men that really want to make you their wife, they need something to work for. They need to earn your heart, not just receive your heart. Real men respect what they work for. But if you feel like, well, he might leave me, that's a good thing. That's a, you know, I'm going to tell you like this. Every breakup, every breakup, when it's not the one that's for you, that's a great, that's a great thing to celebrate. In other words, when someone leaves you, that gives room for someone that God's trying to send to you to come your way. 
But understand, God can't send someone for your heart when you're still having somebody in your hand. So God wants you to be able to be free from that. And like I said, it's not just the females I want to talk to, but even the guys. You know, I've heard, you know, all the good men are dead or gay or or, or already married. Uh Uh-uh, no, there are some great men around, but understand. There are some there are some good men that are still around, but they have to guard what they have because there are some females that will try to take everything that a guy may have. Matter of fact, I have one on here. I don't want to call his name, but there are some guys on here that are watching, you know, great fathers, great providers. There are some great men that are out there, and it used to be back in the day when there was a divorce or when a child was born that they ought, the courts would automatically send them to their mother. But now because of the day and time that we're living in, there are some single fathers. They have to do dual roles of being a single father as well as, you know, taking care of the house and all these things, you know, where the mother is either little activity in the children's life or no activity in the children's life. So, like I said, we live in a day and time where there are some, there are some single mothers, but also there are some single fathers. So that's why it's so important to be mindful of who we're dealing with. We have to understand, even if you did not do your homework towards that person, check them out. It's not too late. Don't ever feel like, well, you know, I'm in it too deep. You know, uh, uh, I, I, I didn't do my homework, so I guess I'm stuck with them. No, you're not. You still need to do your homework. What if that person lives a double life? What if that person has a criminal record? And also, I do have to say this because, of, like I said, me being in uh, law enforcement, when you meet somebody, understand that criminal history is public record. You need to do your homework and also understand if that person has a criminal record, to be honest with you, for your safety, you have to understand and, and find out why. They were in jail, and sometimes you just got to leave them alone. Think about this, and I, I mean this because uh, even for some personal things, if you dealing with someone that has armed robbery and stuff, number one, they have no love and respect for human race. They have no, no love, no respect for people. So if you already know how this person is, why would you deal with them? You need to leave them alone immediately. You ain't look here. You just say, "Hey, look, we, um, I just need to, we just need to end this relationship, whatever." You don't owe anybody anything. Now, if you tell them, "Hey, you know, let's let's just part ways," don't use that excuse. But let's just be friends. Uh, uh-uh, uh, you need to cut ties when you are in a relationship for whatever reason. Cut the ties because if you allow that person a rope to stick around and you moving on. What if they become jealous? What if you moved on, but they haven't? Now, you end up may get into a situation where they may try to bring some revenge on your current relationship. And so even with that, you have to keep open and be open with your current relationship. Keep everything open, you know. So I definitely have to bring it up because so many people, they get surprised when they're in a relationship with someone and they already – you know, been intimate with this person, and all of a sudden come to find out that person have a criminal record, criminal record long as Suge Knight. 
But also on the same token, I'm going to say it like this. And this is kind of the insight. Even if you dealt with someone that's been in jail, you have to understand what type of behavior that person may have because there are people that are in the jail giving you the information. There are some people that may be in the jail, and when they're in the jail, they may not share the same lifestyle on the, on the inside as they is on the outside, meaning this. There are some inmates, because they have some time in jail, there, there have been guys that have deliberately acknowledged, you know what, uh, I, I, I got I to serve a lot of time. I just want to go ahead and fill out that homosexual card so I can go into the homosexual cell so I can, you know, do what I got to do. And you up here visiting your man that's in jail, and he in a homosexual cell sleeping with other men. I'm not telling you what I heard about. I'm telling you what I know about. That used to be my floor. I'm telling you, there are guys that are on the down low, but they're doing some low-down stuff. And sometimes I'll be like, ooh, I want to say something, but I can't. Because, number one, because of my job, I kind of keep things confidential. But also, on the same token, it's not my responsibility to tell you about your man. You need to do your work. You need to do your homework. But also, even the guys, we got to do your due diligence. You got you to you look at what type of behavior that this person may have. Also, because of social media, look here, if you know that person on social media, you need to do some digging. You need to find out, okay, what they post. You got to find out what their language is. And then also, they take pictures and all this stuff. You got to find out, okay, this is who they are we're taking pictures with even if it's the same sex. Okay, so now you got to do your homework on the people that they always frequent, the people that they say, that's my friend, that's my homeboy, whatever I said. You know, matter of fact, there is a, uh, I forgot what it's called, but uh, there's this game, a loyalty test, that's what it is. It's called a loyalty test that they've been advertising on social media. And this host, and he'll go to the guy, he say, look, he say, would you cheat on your girl or would you uh, squeal on your homeboy? It's uh, well, another word they call it squeal or uh, rat on your homeboy, uh, snitch, snitch on your homeboy. Okay, would you cheat on your girl or would you snitch on your homeboy? And out of ten of them, it's been about eight or nine that have said, well, you know, a boy, my boy, I ain't no snitch, so I just going to have to cheat on my girl. I mean, I'm like, what? Man, look here. But this is the time that we're living in. People don't respect loyalty. People don't respect relationships. So because of now you are pursuing love, you have to understand who you're dealing with. You have to do your part. Let me move on. Understanding that if you did not do your homework, it is not too late. You got to find out who you're dealing with, find out their family because there are some behaviors in certain people's family you may not want to deal with because when you when you link up with someone, understand, just because you may be in a relationship with them does not mean that they're going to abandon their family, especially if it's a toxic family. You know, if it's a toxic family, a crazy family where, uh, you know, they be sleeping around with each other, exchanging uh, uh, uh girlfriend or wives and all that stuff, you partaking into that. Think about it. 
that may be your potential mate. And I don't care how you say you're so strong, whatever, don't feel like you can change them. That's not your responsibility to change them. I'm going to say this. You cannot, you cannot mix mating with ministering two different things, two different things. So I had to throw that in there. So understand, um, I said for you to do your homework, really investigate these people. Also, even check and see, hey, look here, are these people taking any psychiatric medicine? You know, find out what's their, what's their medical history. All these ask questions, write it down. Take a mental note until you get somewhere where you're by yourself and write it down. See if they are consistent with what they're saying. Do your homework. Do your homework. Also, understand, just in case, just in case there are some who may not be very upfront. I'm going to tell you like this, especially young ladies, this is no offense, but I have to say it because this is speaking out of love. Women, don't talk so much. Listen. Let the guy t- look. A guy will tell you who he really is. Unfortunately, many young ladies that too busy talking, and what happens, the lady that's talking, they end up getting a guy that's listening, and then all of a sudden that man will become who you say you want, but not for your benefit, but for their benefit to take from you. You know, well, I don't, I, I want a faithful man. I want a man that's going to be loyal. I want a man that's going to treat him right. Then all of a sudden what happens, he put on that particular outfit, someone that he's not only to get what he wants from you. But if you just listen, I'm going to say it like this, hush up and listen. Listen, I'm telling you, when you listen, God will have your spiritual antennas on high alert for you to be very attentive to some key words, some key things that God may be revealing through him to let you know if this is a deal or a dud. So you have to listen Listen with your physical ears. Listen with your spiritual ears. Listen, listen, listen. Another thing, remember this. When you begin to really just kind of evaluate the relationship or the potential relationship that you're in, ask yourself this. Does your relationship mirror the type of relationship you would want your daughter to be in? Ask yourself. Is this the type of relationship that you will want for your daughter? If you have to say no or if you have to say, well, you're in a wrong relationship, you are in an unhealthy relationship. So many times people will accept anything for themselves, but they want to make sure that they give their children the best and they want the best for their children. But understand, just like you want the best for your children, your children want the best for their mama. Or the children want the best for their daddy. So you have to you have to put a faith that's not yours. Put a faith on the relationship that you're in. Put a faith of a person that you love. Because a lot of times what happens, we allow ourselves to have such a high tolerance for foolishness. But we have a zero tolerance for foolishness for those that we love. So what you have to do, you have to remove your faith and have the identity of the person that you love, your children, it could be your sibling, or it could be your parent. Would you want your loved one to be in that type of situation that you're in? And if you have to say no, then you need to move on. 
because that's not a healthy relationship. So ask yourself, would that relationship mirror the type of relationship that you want for your daughter or your son? Also ask yourself this, even pertaining to that, is your behavior the type of behavior that you will want your daughter to be with a man like you? It's for the guys. Okay, so maybe that'll wake you up. Okay? Or for the young lady. Maybe a young lady who may be doing guys wrong, trying to use guys. Ask yourself, would you want your son to meet a girl like you? Hmm. So it makes you look look at things differently now. So you have to look at it. Also understand, because as long as we don't put a different face on that relationship, like I said, we end up selling for so much. We end up selling for so much less than what God wants for us to have. That's why you have to understand, don't accept anything that you don't give back. Don't accept what you don't give out. Don't accept what you don't give. If you don't give problems, if you don't give infidelity, cheating, lying, all that stuff, manipulation, if you don't give that, why would you receive that? And for you not to make excuses. Quit making excuses for bad behavior. Quit making excuses for people who are treating you bad. Well, they just had a bad day or they, they, they like that when they drink. No, that's them. But that's not your, listen, that's not your ministry to stick around for people to use you as a punching bag. That's a verbal, a physical, a mental, or a spiritual punching bag. So making sure that you don't accept what you don't give out. Also understand that you can't let your priorities be someone else's option. You can't let your priorities, you can't allow what's important to you be somebody else's option. I'm going to say it like this. First of all, it's nothing wrong for you to wait sexually until you get married. There's nothing wrong with that. Actually, that's healthy. Not just because it's biblical, but also when you look at it, sex clouds your judgments and it clouds your emotions. Sex will also draw you to people that you don't even like. And when I say you don't like, I mean spiritually. I'm going to tell you like this, even the impact or the strength of sex or even pornography. Have you ever thought about it? You could be 50 years old right now, but you may still remember that negative image that you saw as a kid. But you can't even remember the conversation that you had three hours ago. Why is that? Because that pornography or that sex has a stronghold. It is a strong spirit that is there to actually re- either to draw you in a healthy way, and this is in the uh, when you do it God's way, sex bring people closer together. But also when you do it outside of God's will, understand it brings you closer to that person, but it may be someone that you're not even supposed to be assigned to. 
So understand, it's so important for us to be able to really be mindful of the people that we deal with. I was saying earlier, for us to be able to keep our virtues, for us to keep our standard, keep our values, keep our values intact, we have, look, you should have a list. Matter of fact, I'm going to talk about it later on. But you should have morals that should not be broken. You should have morals and ethics about yourself. Even uh, standards that you may have towards others that it should not be negotiable. There are some things that are not negotiable. And you have to remain true to that and true to yourself. Like I said, even when I talk about writing things down, it's so important to write things down. So with that, understand that you can't let your priorities be someone else's option as well as you have to have them as a priority. Listen, you have to have them as a priority, but they have you as an option. Understand, when you sometimes when you link up with people who are not for you, what happens a lot of times we end up, burning ourselves out and trying to do all these things, and it seems like there's a waste. It seems like the things that you may try to do, the things that you may try to, um, let's just say, in all your effort in trying to make this relationship work, and all your effort in trying to make sure you please this person, you're doing everything, you're going beyond the call of duty, and it seems like it's still not working. I don't care how much money you put in a pocket that has a hole in it. It will not, it will not hold what you put in it if the hole still gets bigger and bigger and bigger. The more money you put in, the bigger the hole is. But you're getting upset that you don't have any money, but you refuse to fix the hole or change pants. So God is showing you that your efforts and everything that you're doing it. You're investing in the wrong stock. You're investing in a stock that he did not design for you to, to, to invest in. So that's why it's important for you to make healthy decisions pertaining to matters of the heart. You have to look at things in a non-biased way. You can't, one of the things I always say, you can't make heart decisions with your heart. You have to make heart decisions with your head. See where your heart, your heart, Let's just say looking at your physical heart. Your physical heart is where this, uh, the cage is. They call this the cage, which is the real cage. The real cage was designed to protect what's of value. But understand, God never have our heart made out of our chest or out of our cage. Chances are if a person's heart is bursting out of this real cage, Pretty soon they may die because their heart is not protected. But when you look at your head, your head have all these senses to touch, taste, smell, uh, uh, see, all these things. And so your head be able to navigate to protect your heart. If you know that there is a fire straight ahead going north, you know that you don't need to go north because what you see, which is your head, your head, your eyes see which is on your head, and it's telling your brain, hey, 
there is danger up here. So you move and remove yourself from that situation and go with their safety. God is telling you, hey, look here, you got to use your head because I'm trying to tell you where safety is. But you can't go on your heart because your heart is hidden. Your heart is hidden. Your heart is, is sealed. Your heart is protected. Your heart is blind. They say love is blind. Love ain't blind. Your heart is blind. That's why God wants you to use your head. That's why it's so important for us to make sure that we do not allow ourselves to be someone else's option. Also understand this. You think about this. Think about if you're at your job. If you're at your job and they tell you they're going to cut half your pay, but double up on your work, double up on your workload. They're going to cut your pay in half, but double up on your workload. Would that be healthy? No. Is that what you signed up for? No. If you end up getting told that by your supervisor, but then there's a job that's across the street that have more benefits and you're very familiar with what they're asking you to do and they are true to their word, what are you going to do? Are you going to stay there to try to convince them? No, you're going to move on. So when we are in a relationship with people that God did not send our way and we just choosing people out just randomly, that's the same thing that happens to us. We get half the wages of the relationship, but yet still we haven't doubled the load of the relationship. But the one that God has for us, what would they do? They won't cut our pay in half. They will cut our workload in half and double our wage. One of the things I always believe, I, I, I'm a total believer of this, the blessings of God make us rich and add no sorrow. And so with that, a couple of things as we get ready to wrap it up. I want you to ask yourself this. What you have to do, you have to write a list of what your preferences are and also what your deal breakers are. Now, your preferences, it could be, it, let's be honest, some people may have some preferences. Some people may, you know, they might prefer this is not a mandatory, but there might be something, hey, you know, little ice on the cake. I want somebody tall, dark, and handsome. I want somebody uh, tall, light-skinned, curly hair, elder boys looking. Um, these are optionals or preferences, but it's not mandatory. But then on the other side, you have to write down some deal breakers. First of all, some deal breakers could be, hey, you don't want somebody that has, you know, have a criminal record, especially a murder or killing somebody, uh, uh, aggravated robbery, molestation, molesting people. Also, your faith, your faith, making sure that you with someone of the same faith because, believe it or not, you know, that could be, it, it may not be an immediate disturbance, but later on, it could be something where it may end up causing a little rip, especially if y'all end up having children. So these are some of the things you need to have discussed, discussed from the very beginning. Don't wait and, and please don't assume. Don't ever assume 
It's always good to ask questions. There are no such thing as a dumb question. The only dumb question that there is is an unasked question. But also on the same token, make sure that there is clarity. Make sure you want, and this this should not be a, a preference. This should be a deal breaker when someone's not willing to communicate, when someone don't want to open up and really just have the conversation. Because basically, relationship is about relationship is about one word that we say. It's not so much love, but it's another word that's called the teeth. It's called trust. I want to talk about that later, but. There, are some de- there should be some deal breakers. There should be some deal breakers. Some of the deal breakers may be, look here, how are they going to treat your children? If they don't respect your children, you don't, well, you know, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to let, let the kids stay with their dad or I'm going to let the kids stay with their mom. But, you know, you know, her and I get along or uh, me and him get along. And, and uh, you know, it might be just the kids, you know, they, they need to, they need to, uh, they need to uh, do better and uh, respect it. That's a grown man. Well, you know what? You know, especially when you raise your children to be respectful and everything, what if that child may be seeing something that you may be ignoring? What if they respecting the children in front of you but disrespecting the children behind your back? What if they saying these different things? You know, and also, let's be honest, kids can pick up on spirits. Kids can pick up on spirits. So it's very important for us to be able to really be able to really Stay in tune and listen to what our children try to tell us. Listen. You're not, you don't need to be especially putting people over your children, especially when you don't know them. You having them that watched your kids and you only met them a couple of days ago or a couple of weeks ago, but yet still you tell, you, 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 you're using this as I'm, I'm just testing them. Look here, you don't you don't use your children as a crash test dummy. You don't do that. Because what happens while you're trying to test your children? What happens if they abuse your children? What happens if they assault your children? What happens if they murder your children? Then all of a sudden, they in jail. They didn't lose anything, but you lost your child. And you think about it. You putting somebody that you don't even know over your children, that says that you don't really care about your children. So these are some, we got to establish some deal breakers. Deal, put some deal breakers in place. Also, think about this. When I say it's, it's so important for us to write down, you know, these preferences, um, uh, uh, deal breakers, and, and also things should be absolute. You think about it, a successful business have rules and guidelines in place that are non-biased. They're there in place to make sure that the operation of the business is intact. The integrity of the business is intact, making sure that there are people that no matter, look, it don't even have to do with anything pertaining to anything personal. But when it comes down to business, Hey, look here. It is written uh, at our job. We have something called the SOP, Standard Operating Procedure, as well as we have something called a Code of Conduct. But the Standard Operating Procedure is in place to let us know what the do's and do nots are, and also make sure that things are ran effectively and efficiently. Same thing pertaining to a relationship or matters of the heart. Treat your heart like it's a business. 
because ultimately you have to make sure that you guard your heart as well as guard the heart of your children. Now, we have to put those things in place because, unfortunately, many people are not valuing themselves, and they're just giving themselves away. That's why it's important for us, and this I'm speaking to the ladies first. Ladies, quit giving uh, benefit uh, husband benefits to men who are not your husband. And it's not just pertaining to sex. It pertains to, you know, you opening up, you co-signing for him. You don't even know him. You don't know anything about him. So that's why it's so important for us to first be able to establish what love is, what love ain't, but also even understand the true thing if you want to cap everything off. The true understanding is about trust. Do you really trust them? Do you know them enough to trust them? And you can't, you can't jump to a conclusion or think, well, you know, or, or, or assume that they're going to be trustworthy because you are trustworthy. Understand, not everybody is like you. So don't assume that everybody is like you because you have to keep your heart protected and your children's heart protected. So when it boils down to it, I always tell people to think about this. So many people say that well, I love him. I love him. Well, why are you staying with him? You know he cheated on you. You know he beat it on you. Well, because I love him. No, that's an excuse. That's it's just like a kid when you ask a kid something, and why do you do that? Because because ain't no answer. That's a statement. That's a that's a word. Well, because I love him. That's not an excuse. Ask yourself, you, if you really want to know about your feelings for the person, instead of you saying because I love them, or instead of you asking or saying, instead of you saying I love them, substitute that word love and put trust them. I trust them. If you can't say you trust them, then you can't love them. So many people say they say they love them because of their feelings because there might be some type of intimate relationship. And that intimacy could be a physical <coughs> a physical or an emotional relationship. And the relationship don't always have to be sexual for you to have a bond with someone. Someone could be emotionally uh, uh, intact with that person. So that's why it's so important for us to be able to really just find out who that person really is. And so understanding understanding the ultimate thing we have to understand is what God desires for you pertains to the matters of the heart. Now, one thing we always say, you know, God is not going to tell you who to choose, but he'll teach you and show you how to choose. But also there's another thing that tells us that what the blessing of God makes us rich and adds no sorrow. That means adding no drama, no conflict or anything. So if you are in a relationship and it's always you're being lied on or lied to, there's manipulation and all that stuff, then you have to ask yourself, did I choose this person? Because God wouldn't do that. Understand, God knows what kind of man you like or what kind of woman you like, but also so does the devil. Also, the devil will always try to 
throw you people that try to sidetrack you against the purpose and plan that God has for you. So that's something you have to understand. And let's be real. I don't. It doesn't matter where you met them at. You can meet them in church. It's fine and dandy. Everybody go to church ain't saved. Everybody go to church ain't delivered. And I'm telling you, you know, this is a man telling you. Don't look at me as just an ordinary man. This is a man that could be considered your brother, your your father, your uncle, or whatever. And look here, I have no state pertaining to the relationship that you're in. My thing is to inform you, but the key thing over this is time for us to stop selling for less than what God has for us. God wants us to have a healthy relationship. We always tell but seek God, talk to God, communicate with God. God is interested in your love life. And, and, and so many people, they feel like, well, God is disconnected from my, my love life. No, he wants to be included into your love life. He don't, do you think he wants you as a child of his? Do you think he wants you to be in some miserable relationship? No, he doesn't. Make sure first, he want to make sure that you're clean. He want to make sure that you're able to be able to choose wisely. You know, many people, they want a healthy relationship, which is fine. That's, that's great. But they, they need to make sure that they are, if you want to say qualified, want to make sure that they're not carrying old baggage into a new relationship. Want to make sure that they're able to be healed from past relationships, past hurt, past trauma and drama. Want to make sure that you're not going to treat a new man like your old man or treat a new girl like your old girl. Also, for you to be able to have things in place where you can be able to go into a relationship free and healthy, making sure that you dealt with your baby mama issues or your baby daddy issues, all those things if you have any. Want to make sure that you don't put a relationship beyond God. Don't put other people over God's relationship with you. So, and also understand that when you're in a healthy relationship, there's no, there's no resistance. You know, if you going to school and if you're doing this and if you're doing that, you already got, matter of fact, you already got responsibilities going on. But when you do things that are causing pressure, when there's pressure, when there's stress, there may be some areas that may be mismanaged or there may be wrong people in place. So that's why this is the time for us to be very responsible and also understand that, like I said, God is concerned about your love life. God wants you to first make sure that you seek him and make sure that you be able to identify someone that he sins versus someone that the devil sins. Also, for you to discern and not allow your emotions to override your spirit. Let God show you the identity of a real person because, unfortunately, many of us, we move beyond or sometimes we move faster than when God responds back. We seek God, we pray, and then we end up going up and moving and end up doing anything before God gives us the assignment or the message or the answer. So that's why it's so important for us to be able to be attentive, listen, listen with our spiritual ears, and also 
Seek wise counsel. Seek wise counsel. You know, God want to be involved in every aspect of your life, including your courtship, but also for you to be able to, like I said, be real, be transparent with yourself. Be able to be secure with who you are in God and who you are with yourself. It is so important because people can't make us and people have People should not have any control over our feelings or our emotions. So if you're dealing with someone that try to control that, then you need to leave them alone. Or you might be the type that you might have a good person, but you don't know how to manage yourself. You don't know how to manage your emotions. You know, you're so used to being in a bad relationship, and all of a sudden when you end up meeting a good person but you treat them badly, you might need to have a seat. So like I said, these are the times for us to be able to evaluate ourselves and submerge ourselves, word and God's character for us to be able to examine ourselves. And understand, we can change ourselves. We can control ourselves, but we're not responsible for other people to change. And if someone needs changing but they're not changing or they don't want to change, then be mature enough to Part ways with them. That's one thing we have to do. We have to be we have to be mature enough to acknowledge that there are some people that are not healthy for us. We have to be mature enough to recognize that there are some people, no matter how much you may love them, or excuse me, like them, or curious about them, you may say, "Ooh, that person, that person makes the cut in my list," but are they qualified? Are they qualified to humble your heart? And also understand the person that God has for you, not only they're enough, they're more than enough, but also they can handle who you're becoming. They can handle. They can handle who you're becoming. So that's why it's so important for us to be able to really just get in tune with who we are and who we are in God. Uh, I have um, some who are on the line. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to let them come in, and then we're going to take it further. Uh, let this person come in. Hello there. Hello there. Welcome to Reconnect My Heart. You're on the air. How you doing today? Uh-oh. Let me see. Hello there. Hello there. Welcome to Reconnect My Heart. You're on the air. How you doing today? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I hear you. How you doing today? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I am great. I
Well, thank thank you so much. And you know, um, it's it's so important for us to really just understand that it's better to be happy in a relationship with yourself than miserable in a relationship with somebody else. You know, and I I don't believe in that saying. There was an old saying that we used to hear growing up. I can do bad by myself. Well, first of all, even if I'm by myself, I'm not going to be doing bad. And so we have to be able to be happy and understand who we are and understand that it is so important for us to be able to just be in that healthy relationship with us, be in a relationship with ourselves. Uh-oh. I ain't up in it. Uh oh, sorry about that. Um, being in a healthy relationship with ourselves is so important. So important for us to be able to be happy, be healthy, be happy and healthy in a relationship with ourselves. So, with that being said, I'm gonna. Uh, I see somebody else on the line. I'm gonna go line now, <clears throat> and uh, we're gonna let them come on in. Uh, let's keep it this way. Oh, one second. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Rick Number Hard Podcast. You're on the air. How you doing? Hey. Hello? Oh, hello. How hello you? there. How you doing today, sir? I'm doing well. Just real short. Great uh, program. Great information. And I hope the information that you've given out that each individual would receive that into their spirit man and so that they can have the type of relationship that God always intended for them. And so, once again, great job. Thank God for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, and um, you know, it's it's so important for us to be able to, like I said, we have to be real with ourselves. If, we don't, if we're not going to be real with ourselves, then who are we going to be real with? You know, and so it's so important for us to be real with ourselves and be able to be transparent with God because God want to help us to be in a position where we can have a healthy relationship. And so understand that God is concerned about everything pertaining to us and for us to be able to be in a type of relationship that it could be a great testimony. And you know, but, um, Matter of fact, I do have to say, share this because there are some who may have felt like, well, you know, um, Ain't no good men around. Ain't no good women around or whatever. And this is something that really opened my eyes that God showed me years ago. Everyone has family. And so if you look at somebody in your family, it might be a distant relative or it might be a relative on down the line. But let's just say if you are a young lady, do you have at least one good man in your family that know how to love, know how to respect, know how to treat a young lady. If you have, like, one good male, and also for the guys, do you have one good female relative? It could be a sibling, cousin, distant, far, it doesn't matter. Do you have at least one relative that you can say, you know what, that is the ideal wife? Think about it. Now, we don't choose our family, but God may have allowed you to be in that particular family for you to visually see an example of a true person that does exist that may be related to you, 
but they are in a position to be your example to let you know that the same God that has someone that's related to you is the same God that has somebody on the other side that may not be related to you. In other words, your family is your example. That family member is an example to you to let you know that true love does exist. Let's just say if four relatives are together, four of the same sex, they're talking, they said they're looking for a good man, they want a good man, blah, 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 blah. But they're related. But think about on the other side, there are some on the other side that's saying, you know what, the opposite sex. You know what? I I want a good spouse too. I want you know we want we want we're looking for some good women on the other side. We were looking for some good men, and and you know they looking at people in their family saying, yeah, I want a man like that. I want a man like that. These are your family could be your example. I'm not saying every family member is right. No, but at least there's somebody we can look at either in our family or it may be an in-law of our family that have married into the family that say, you know what, they treat my cousin right. They treat my uncle right. They treat my aunt right. Man, I, that, that's the kind of relationship that I want. These are examples that God put before us. So we don't have to think about, well, does true love exist? Yes, it does. But the question is, are you prepared for it? We have to make sure that we are prepared because we don't, we don't, we can't afford to put a person above God. We can't have a relationship with man greater than our relationship with God. And so this is the time for us to be able to be real, be transparent, get the healing that we need for us to be able to be in a healthy relationship that God wants for us. Also, one thing to always say, the Bible tells us, Lay hands suddenly on no man, meaning don't give your approval to people who have not earned it. Trust has to be earned, not given. Trust has to be earned. Quit giving people your heart. If they have not earned your heart, then they don't deserve your heart. We have to make sure we do things the right way because God's way is to protect your heart, not to damage your heart. And also for us to even acknowledge, if we made some mistakes in the past, okay, we made some mistakes, then don't beat yourself up. Forgive yourself. Release yourself from the guilt, from the shame, from the embarrassment or whatever. And you know what? If you made a mistake, okay, that's fine, Danny. But there was an old song that said, pick yourself up and try again. But this time you're going to do it the right way. Okay, you may have failed doing it the wrong way the first time. But just because I did it wrong the first time don't mean I'm going to fail again this time. But also, I want to say for those who may be divorced, don't let anybody put you down. You know, there are people, well, you know, matter of fact, I'm going to say it because I'm divorced. There was somebody that was trying to put me down. There was somebody, well, you know, you just blah, 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 you just blah, blah. But as soon as they went through a divorce, because when they were telling me, oh, they were married, oh, they were they, they were all high and mighty. But when they went through their divorce, you know who they called? So understand there are people, they may try to put you down. You know why? Because they ain't never been in your situation. Just because you've been through, been through a divorce, regardless if it was your fault or somebody else's fault. Forgive yourself. That doesn't mean that you have to settle for less. No. 
you still, uh, listen, the grace of God is provided for everyone. The only time grace run out for you, guess about, is when you stop breathing. <laughs> you know, so allow yourself the grace. Give yourself grace. Give yourself another chance. But also make healthy choices and decisions. You may choose not being in the relationship anymore. That's fine and dandy. The choice is yours. But make sure that it's a choice that's healthy, not out of fear. Well, you know, I, I, I'm, you know, they, I ain't, ain't nobody right. Look, girl, you know, what, people, people say whatever they want to say. But the key thing is for you to be able to keep, keep and continue to move on, keep moving forward, keep moving forward. So as we get ready to pray, we're going to give everything to God, understand that God is concerned about every aspect pertaining to you. The Bible tells us, cast all of our cares upon him for he cares for us. He cares for us affectionately. He cares for us in every aspect of our life. And just in case you feel like, well, you know what, God, I made some mistakes. You know, like I said, God wants to forgive you, but God wants you to forgive yourself too. So also understand, even when it pertains to matters of the heart, be careful. And I'm telling you, God is a keeper if you want to be kept. God will protect you. God will preserve you. And don't tell God to kill your, kill your flesh, your, your sexual desires. No, tell him to put it on reserve. So when you do get married, then y'all can enjoy the gift that God created, and that's sex. Sex his way, his way, with the right person. So I just want to throw that in there. And so as we get ready to pray, we're going to give every problem over to God. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you right now, God. We thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We come to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on today. We come to you right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for being a merciful God, being a God of a second and third of many chances. So, God, we ask you all to forgive us. If there's anything that's in us that's unlike you, God, if there's any slothfulness, if there's anything that we have done that was against your will or your word, God, forgive us and cleanse us, God, and make us whole right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we ask you all right now, God, you see the concerns of each and every one who may be watching or listening. God, we seek it right now, God, that you help your people right now, God, to trust you, even pertaining to their, their courtship, their marriage, or even matters of the heart right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we seek God for those who may be in a toxic relationship, uh, an abusive relationship. Help them, God, to identify, God, and help them, God, to seek the proper help that is needed for their safety right now and for their children's safety and for their family's safety right now. In the name of Jesus, God, help us, God, to be able to identify, God, what love is and what love ain't right now. In the name of Jesus, we find everything the devil stands for. We counsel the devil's assignment right now. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your protection, God. God, thank you, Lord, for coming in and revealing these things in the nick of time, God. God, we even speak it right now, God. Even those who the devil is trying to send our way to stumble us, to make us stumble off, block us from the purpose of plan you have for us, help us, God, to be able to identify and move on right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we, we trust in you, God, for our spouse, God. We trust in you, God, to help us, God, to be able to identify who you send right now. In the name of Jesus, help us, God, with the patience, with the endurance right now. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we speak right now, God, those who may be grieving, God, comfort them, God. Be with them right now, God. God, those who may be brokenhearted, God, comfort their heart right now, God. God, even those who may be dealing with uh, low self-esteem, help them to understand who you are and who they are in you right now. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we thank you, Lord, 
but lead us to the purpose and plan you have for us, God. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I want to thank each and every one who tuned in. Once again, give a special, special shout-out for those who are on the Wisdom app. Thank you for your participation. I'm sorry that I ended up losing. I had uh, uh, over 40 people that were on here, and I ended up pressing the wrong button and ended up cutting them off. So I apologize, and thank you all for chiming back in. For those who want to get in contact with me on Facebook, my name is Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, Pierce of Paul, R-A-T-S-E-R. On Facebook, you see my daily devotions and videos that I post. Also, for those who may want to catch me on my website, it's brotherprater.com, brotherprater.com. You can see my data devotion and also my videos as well as my personal appearances, which I will be updating this week. Also, uh, you can go to the store section of my, of my website where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to God and Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform men their responsibilities and also the needs of the family as well as this is for not just the men, but it's also for the ladies. This is uh, for the ladies to be able to help them to identify the qualities of a potential future husband and or father to present or future children. Also, my current book, which is The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper, They Love Beyond Life. This book is also um, a book telling the story of my sister and I, uh, Sheila Prater, who was unfortunately killed um, three years ago uh, in the hands of domestic violence. And so um, that's one of the reasons why I'm so passionate, and I was actually um, talking about domestic violence even before we lost her. And we were going to be doing a book together, and now I'm writing on the book alone. But uh, I just want to encourage those, please, please, please trust God seek God, seek help, and also don't ever feel like you have to deal with this alone. So if there's someone that you're curious about, do your homework, check police records, all these things. Do your homework, do do your due diligence, because I don't want anyone to have to go through what my family went through. So I want to thank each and every one who tuned in. I appreciate y'all for tuning in and chiming in, and I thank y'all for everything. So as we get ready to wrap up, just remember, God cares about you. So God bless you, and thank you for listening to Rick and My Heart. God bless you, and good night.